to the Living Enlightened podcast. I am Michelle from Michelle Price, the Lightworker. And I am Becca from Insightful Connections. Welcome, Michelle. Welcome, Beck. Uh, we are just a couple of spiritually aware chicks and we like to get together uh, once a fortnight now. We're sort of releasing these uh, podcasts fortnightly just to have a bit of a catch up, a bit of a chin wag and uh, talk about Maybe an interesting topic or two, and uh, it is an interesting one today, Beck. I uh, can't wait to get into it. It certainly is, and I am so happy that I got to welcome you to the show for once, Michelle, because every every time we do a podcast recording, you're like, welcome, Becca. And last night I was lying there in bed. I thought we're going to do our recording tomorrow, and I really want to – there goes Ari. I really want to <laughs> – um, um, Welcome, Michelle. Yay, because it often <laughs> happens the other way around. It does. It does. Yeah. So, yep. Tick. So I'm done today. That's it. That was my goal. Tick it off. Today. That's your bucket list item. <laughs> um, and we'll be doing a card draw. And I've got a, a few cards here. I've got a bit carried away, Beck, so I've got three here. But, um, yeah, I did get a bit excited this morning about our little card draw, which we'll, uh, I'll outline in a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I'm also just super excited because just caught up with an old show friend. Yeah. Um, Jane. Which Jane. Is actually just, yeah. She's so getting cool. a bowl and um, and some cards and I'll talk about that actually in my uh, week that was and um, just about those cards and how they came to me. But yeah, Jane popped over and that was really nice. Becca and I have had Jane on the show. If you didn't get to hear that episode, uh, go back through our episodes on Podbean and you'll be able to um, have a listen to that. Jane did breaky with me, started her own business, quit a job and um, basically went into sort of retirement but um, has kept an income coming in, doing a bit of light work and uh, and healing as part of that, which is uh, fantastic. So she the um, She does, yeah. And uh, the theme for today, Beck, is breaking down barriers and I thought this was an interesting one and Beck was saying that she's actually got a good example of this, uh, something that happened to her yesterday and I don't know what that is yet. So I'm uh, on tender hooks waiting to hear what that is. But um, I guess, you know, my thought my thought process with this was uh, this can include, you know, hurdles, perceived blockages. A lot of people feel like there's something stopping them from doing something, but is that a reality or is that just our mind? So, you know, the mind is a powerful thing, Beck, and I think that's why I really wanted to do this um, particular subject today. But um, let's get into what you've been up to, Beck, because you were saying that um, there's a few things that are sort of going on that are quite relevant for you at the moment. Absolutely. Well, this is this is something that just sort of happened yesterday afternoon. Mm. And um, obviously, Michelle, when we do our podcast, we've got a little bit of guidance that we, we sort of sit down, have a chat, and we start writing in some show notes, just a bit of um, electronic shorthand so that we can remember what it is we wanted to talk about. Correct. Um, but this morning I got on and I was in the complete wrong wrong show notes I was over the shop this morning yeah. <laughs> I was Michelle's like what are you doing so now that I'm back on track and I've looked at the what we're going to talk about and I've just sort of started putting up some show notes I remembered yesterday I went out I had to drop my son to an appointment and I went out with one of my older daughters and we're walking around one of the shopping centers and um you know I grabbed us I grabbed a hot chocolate she grabbed a coffee we're just sort of walking around, killing time. And we came past this bookstore and she said, um, she stopped and she looked really, really sort of like lost and confused and she's scratching her head and she's got this look on her face like, what is going on? And I stopped and I looked at her and I said, because they had this big island out the front of the store with all these books. She said, I'm sure I just saw something that was related to Where's Wally. I'm like, okay. She goes, no, you don't understand. She said, every time I go out with my sister and our best friend, I see something that relates to Where's Wally. Huh. She said, but I'm pretty sure I just saw it with you. So we're talking about, you know, the Where's Wally books with the, the red and white striped shirt and the hat that he wears and the glasses, that, that guy. Yeah. Um, so she's standing there and she stopped and she's trying so hard to find. She said, I think I'm going crazy. I think I'm going crazy. She said, maybe someone walked past holding it. I don't know. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll try and help her out here so she doesn't think she's going crazy. Going crazy. 
and um, I'm having a look around. I'm like, no, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. So I walked around to the other side of the stand and I went, oh, look at that. I'm going to buy that. And it was this book, which I'm going to put a picture up of. It's Eckhart Tolle. Oh, yeah, I've got that. Earth. Yeah, on um, Create a Better did a life. chat with Oprah on that, on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Create a Better Life. So I didn't have the book. I'm like, I'm going to buy that. So as I've picked that up and I've then turned around, right behind me was a jigsaw puzzle with Where's Wally. Oh, my God. So that's incredible. Not only did that whole situation not only did that whole situation lead me to that book because I was not going to stand there and look, um, I also helped, you know, Where's Wally helped my daughter realise she wasn't going nuts because she That's did see amazing. it. She just saw it in her peripheral vision. But the reason why this book is so um, interesting today, because I only picked it up late yesterday afternoon, um, this book, book is about giving you the confidence to let go of fear anxiety yeah. and the eternal quest for more mm. so it's about it helps you to stop defining your life and start living with true openness and freedom so sure um so and it says it actually says stop searching for happiness and you'll realize where it is in those moments and feelings that you can't put into words so um this is a really one you know this is and, and Oprah, like you said, Oprah before, mm. Oprah has said, for anyone who is truly ready to live your best life. Yeah. So I'm going to put a picture up of that in the show notes. Um, yeah. Link it's really good. That. We've talked so, about it. I think when I was um, maybe doing the podcast with Lauren, we talked about A New Earth because, um, yeah, he did a um, sort of joint podcast with Oprah and they basically went through the book chapter by chapter. And um, it was super interesting because it's a lot about living consciously the theory or the theme behind the book is living consciously. So we eat not consciously, you know, we don't sleep consciously. We don't do a lot of things consciously, even just walking through a garden or going for a walk with the dog. A lot of the time we're on the phone, we're distracted, we're, you know, thinking about this, that, and other thing, and we're just not present or conscious. And A New Earth is all about um, being more conscious in life and um, it's a really great little theory and I love it. Which is great very ball. relevant to today's episode. Sure is, absolutely. So, uh, Beck, shall I go on with what I've been yeah. up to? Yeah. What have um, you been up to? Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of teaching actually, and it's been wonderful. And um, on International Women's Day, I had five women here, all keen to learn Reiki 2. So we did uh, Reiki 1 with four ladies and um, I had four booked in for Reiki 2. And then one of the ones on the uh, Tuesday decided to come back on the Wednesday for Reiki 2. And so I had five plus me. So I had six people in the house. I had to go and find another chair and another booklet. And it was actually funny, Beck. This is um, how things work out, I guess. I was sort of ordering my booklets and my certificates and everything. And I had these scrapbooks I purchased because I thought, I'll get new scrapbooks. Um, this is the first big group I've taken through in uh, 2023. So I thought, I'll get new scrapbooks because in level two, I get them to draw the symbols and stuff like that. So I was there with four scrapbooks and I thought, because that's usually my max. And then I thought, no, I'll just get an extra one. I'll just buy an extra one, you know, just in case. So I bought five scrapbooks and I got five booklets. Um, so the Reiki 2 booklets, I ordered five of them um, because I didn't have any booklets left. So I thought, oh, I'll just get an extra one just in case. And of course, Julie decides to come back the next day. So I've got the extra booklet. I've got the extra scrapbook. Uh, so we were good to go, but um, it was a lot, you know, having the five ladies, but it was fine. You know, for level two, I think it's okay. For level one, you know, there's a lot of attunements and things that have to be done. And I think four is probably my limit on my own. Um, but yeah, I think that was okay for level two. So that was awesome. And the ladies have built such a strong bond. They just loved each other. There was lots of hugs, lots of really kind words to each other. And it's just, that's why I do it. You know, that's why I do that. It just makes my heart sing. So um that was a fabulous experience. Um, and I acquired, Rebecca, 60 new Oracle decks, not just Oracle, Oracle and Tarot, and some affirmation decks. And um, a friend of mine wanted to travel around Australia and she basically thought, well, I'll sell all my card decks and um, make a bit of money out of that. She sold some singing bowls as well. 
And um, yeah, so she could basically just get some cash to sort of travel. So that's what she did. So she approached me because um, we know each other and she thought, well, I'll use them because this is my business. And so I kept um, a fair few, but I've also um, sold some of those off to some of our um, ladies that we know. And um, they are very happy and they got the bowls as well because I've already got those particular bowls that she was selling. So that was great. And I mean, it's pr- probably put a little bit of a new lease uh, on life or given me a bit of a new lease on life because um, it's nice. I always enjoy having new decks, you know, because it mess- uh, mixes it up a little bit, uh, gives me a bit of variety. So I've already put one of the new decks up for the card draw this week. And um, yeah, I'm really enjoying having those, uh, the new energy, I guess. And they're all pretty much brand new. I mean, the cards are in such good condition. And um, yeah, it was awesome because I, I don't always take other people's cards. Like I wouldn't generally do that, but I did have a look at the photos and I was like, yeah, they look like they're in really good condition. And it worked out for um, each deck. It was about five bucks, you know, for each card deck. And I mean, you're never going to pay that in the shops. So um, yeah, I'm really happy with that. So um, I'm feeling quite rejuvenated um, with that little acquisition. And uh, the big news is my car has arrived early. So um, I get a new car tomorrow. I'm going to go and pick it up. So um, that'll be a little bit bigger than what I've got at the moment. I've had um, the CX-3 for oh, five years or something now. And uh, it doesn't, I haven't used it much. Like I don't drive much anymore because I'm working from home. So I'm only doing about 15,000 Ks a year on it. So um, it's still well under 100,000. And um, yeah, it's about five years old because I was still working as a journal when I got it. So um, yeah, my new car arrived early. So um, I've been spending a lot of money because obviously there's a little changeover and we we pay cash. We don't do a loan or anything. So yeah, I've had to fork out about $50,000. Um, the changeover wasn't that much for the car, but I've um, we've had house deposits and things like that because we're building. So yeah, a fair amount of money has come out of my bank account, but it was such a blessing back to have this Reiki this week because, you know, that's about four grand for me over, you know, two days. And um, I said to the universe, you know, I'm spending a lot of money and I'm really worried about that. And um, I'd really like to, you know, make a bit back. And um, so that Reiki was booked in, you know, last year. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the timing of all of this and the fact my car's, you know, early and it all happened in the same week. Um, that had to pay the house deposit as well um, is pretty amazing, you know, because it felt good getting the money back in the bank account um, or some of it. So um, I'm just going to keep manifesting um, until I sort of build it all back up again. So, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing, the power of the mind. And uh, I guess that's good, you know, getting into what we're talking about today. That's quite a good segue, I guess. Um, And I might just jump in, Beck, if we um, want to just continue uh, with that because I just kind of thought, yeah, that's actually good Um, because I was really worried about it. I was really, really nervous about actually spending the money because, you know, that's, that's a lot, you know, when I'm running my business and I don't have um, sick leave, I don't have annual leave, I don't have anyone else, you know, paying me, this is my income. And uh, so that was quite nerve wracking, but you know, what I've done since day dot, and I guess this is around, you know, breaking down uh, barriers and things is I've said to spirit, if you want me here, please support me. If you want me here, please support me. I make it pretty simple. I don't make it complicated. I'm like, this is what I need, you know, financially, thanks in advance, let it go. So I was very specific with what I would need financially. Um, But now I just say, look, if you want me here, please support me. And that's it. And um, that's exactly what happened. So the fact that the Reiki and everything happened when it did, and it was already pre-planned, and then everything else happened in the same week is is just beyond belief to me because um, it just reassured me, you know, I'm all good, I'm okay. Um, and I do need to book more Reiki teaching and I think because I really enjoy doing it. And, um, you know, I can definitely make more teaching on a day than I can doing readings and healings all day, you know, because my prices are still pretty, uh, pretty low. So, um, you know, I think that this is part of, for me, definitely breaking down the old uh, patterns and the belief systems that I used to have. Being a journalist and getting paid by someone else is a lot cozier. It's a lot cushier. But um, when you have to rely on yourself, um, you know, anything's possible. You know, I just think that that's, that's something that's really amazing to me. And, Beck, I might just get into uh, the cards because I feel like these are really, um, really appropriate um, with what I was just saying. Now, if you look at these ladies, I've got, um, I'm using the Work Your Light Oracle cards by Rebecca Campbell, who is amazing. She does the um, Star Sea decks and all of that. Now, I've got these women here and I've got a solar eclipse or a moon eclipse, lunar eclipse, I should say, in the background. The lunar eclipse represents a new beginning, a fresh start, new chapter. And you can see the ladies with their arms up across their faces. So they've got their hands, arms crossed, their forearms crossed, and they've got the arms up um, around their sort of face area. 
And this card's all about protection, but what it's also talking about is taking back your power. So it's an empowerment card as well. There are seven women, so that's representing Pleiades, um, the seven sisters, so they're all females. And um, this is all about cutting your cords and soul retrieval as well. So um, this is something that is really important to do, uh, bringing back all parts of your soul, yourself from all timelines and dimensions. Um, super important because the only way you can deal with everything karmically is to call all pieces of yourself back. And you can almost see this little light at the side of that lunar eclipse there, like the moon is about to come back out again. So it's almost like this period, this feels like for me, a period of hibernation or a period of kind of downtime before the moon comes back out and we're getting busy again. So thinking, I guess, about, you know, lockdowns and things where we couldn't really do much, where we were sort of stuck indoors and we had to sort of all talk and get along and not be able to have contact with a lot of other people. And then all of a sudden we're back out there again, you know, and I remember having that feeling of, oh my gosh, they're opening the floodgates again and we're going to be back out there and there's going to be parties and gatherings and stuff happening. But I remember that period of downtime was uh, very, very peaceful and very, very quiet. Yeah. Um, so talking about your power and also protection, protecting your energy, because that's taking back your power too, and not allowing anyone else to control. Now, this is a beautiful card as well. This is an awakening and this is all about integration. Now I just talked about Reiki and when you do Reiki, um, cause Rebecca's done Reiki, Yashadi, uh, when you do Reiki, there's a 21 day attunement generally, and it can be up to 28 days. So we've got a new moon here. So this is a fresh start. We had the lunar eclipse before. There's a lady floating in the air. So she's sort of levitating with the arms really relaxed behind her, her hair sort of flowing down behind her as well. So this one's all about upgrades. Now, a lot of the time we do upgrades when we're sleeping and integrating when we're sleeping. That's when we heal. So this lady is certainly from her body language is um, in that sleep state. Um, and this is figuring out how we can sort of survive but in a different way. So again, getting rid of the patterns, protecting, cleansing, taking our power back. And then can we, um, you know, let go of the old habits and move into a new way of being and a new way of existing. And that's what that new moon's all about. Um, but we do that when we sleep. So we put ourselves into that beautiful, uh, almost meditative state. Now the card moving forward, this is a uh, really beautiful is uh, grandmother of Jesus, which is Anna. And this is putting down the foundations. Now we're preparing to build something. Now, not a lot of people know about Anna, um, Jesus' grandmother. She's not super well known, um, but we wouldn't have the Christ consciousness had it not been for Anna. So the Christ consciousness coming to light um, is due to the grandmother energy. And you think about an indigenous, um, you know, colonies and tribes, um, the grandmother energy is the most powerful and potent. It's one we all respect. She's the crone. Um, we don't have a male version of that, really. I mean, we've got wizards and stuff like that, but certainly in the female, we've got maiden mother crone and the crone's very highly respected. You know, grandmothers and aunties in uh, Aboriginal culture are very, very important. So you've got all these divine women down the bottom. You've got the Sphinx. You've got um, different landmarks from around the world here. Um, some of them I don't recognize, but certainly a lot of landmarks, ancient civilizations from different parts of the world. You've got the planet in the background as well, the globe. So this one's all about bringing Christ consciousness to light. Now, what's amazing about this is this is part of our divine plan. You know, people talk about um, fate versus destiny, divinity. Um, I believe in divinity. I believe in everything in divine timing. So this is all part of the plan. Everything we're going through is all part of the plan. That means life is always working out for me and the universe has my back. So in terms of breaking down those, um, you know, barriers, perceived barriers, I guess what I would say in relation to that is I trust source energy. I try. I trust the Christ consciousness. I work with that energy. And that for me means that there's no real barriers. You know, when people come in and talk about barriers to me, I'm like, nah, not really buying it. You know what I mean? Um, because it is really not, it's not there. It's in our mind. There's nothing physical stopping us from doing anything, Rebecca. Absolutely. And just, just on the barriers and you making mention this, Michelle, um, about taking your power back and, and you know making these changes um, just an observation I had yesterday is that some of the grocery stores are actually removing you know those perspex barriers that they installed oh yeah the, the sneeze barriers and, and cough barriers yeah yeah they're all coming down are they I thought they'd just be they're there forever well that's what I thought too I just thought well this is just a norm now but um, I noticed that yesterday in the grocery store I was just like and it was the the um the customers themselves. So we went up, put our groceries down, just a few things that we bought, and the, the guy in front of us, he was like, oh, they've taken down the, the barriers. They've taken down the barriers. And I sort of looked and I went, huh, 
yeah, they do. And I said it looks so much better, and everyone just felt refreshed and yeah, calm. So even the them. operator, even the operator behind behind the barrier was just like, yeah, it is so good. Ah, <laughs> is that amazing? Because I would have thought they quite yeah. enjoy having that little uh, separation themselves. Yeah, no, I yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe he felt a little bit claustrophobic because of it, but. Ah. Um, so yeah, just I just thought I'd mention that too. So you that's know, such it's, a cool not just, thing. Yeah, that's right. So there's not just um, I think subconsciously there's not just those physical see it, smell it, taste it, touch it barriers that you've got there. There are the you know the mental ones as well that go along with that. That's and fantastic. that's what we're going to talk a little bit more about today. Um, you know how that actually affects how how physical barriers can how they actually mentally can can affect us mm. yeah 100 percent. it's um very good example rebecca i think that's a i've just lost my little notes here i'm just going to move them up um really good example and i think that um I wonder whether they'll keep them out there as a backup, you know, because I imagine they cost a bit of money to put those things in place. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they do, you know, come out again. But um, I love that because one of the things I think that um, is very on topic with what you just mentioned is that people often look around and they kind of um, feel like everyone's better than them or different to them or there's a lot of people who compete. And what I noticed when I was doing Reiki with the ladies is when we do distance healing, this is pretty common, someone will come out with some pretty amazing stuff and then no one else wants to have a go. Like when we do distance healing, like when they're, you know, seeing if they can connect to a person they don't know. And then someone in the room will know the person that they're talking about. And, um, you know, it happened on the weekend again, where the first person that went um, gave really in-depth information. Like it was, it was pretty amazing about the person that she'd been um, connecting to. And then everyone else is like, oh my God. And they're looking at their notes and they're like, I don't think I want to have a go anymore. Oh my gosh. And again, that's the fear, you know, that's the fear coming up again um, where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't think I can do better than that. I don't think my notes are as good as that. But when they all had a go, when they all let go of that, because the Reiki principle is that we are all interconnected. We're all made from the same stuff. There is no separation. So I'm sitting there and I tell them all these things and I'm like, hey guys, we're all the same, do, 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 do. And then as soon as we get to the distance healing, which is the last thing we do in level two, everyone freaks out everyone freaks out and it happens every time. So I think that that, um, because what happened is they all had to overcome it. They all had to read their notes out. There was no way they were going to get away with it. I'm like, you are staying here and you're reading your notes and that's it. So when they got it out and the person gave them feedback, they were actually pleasantly surprised. Everyone was pleasantly surprised and was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like all of them. But the beginning part of that was uh, really terrifying actually having to say it. Um, for me, my work or job, you know, my journalism job got in the way of me actually studying my business for many years. I always wanted to do this full time, but um, it took a redundancy to actually get me doing it. You know, I was really, really scared of um, stepping out on my own, which is what I was alluding to in my earlier comment. Um, it was very much fear based for me. And so I now, as I mentioned before, allow spirit to remove any of those barriers for me. Because I'm I'm totally doing this solo. Uh, we're building a house somehow. I don't know how because <laughs> everything's so expensive. But somehow I'm managing to do it. And I literally just put one foot in front of the other every day. And, you know, acquiring 60 card decks for like $5 a deck. Um, these are the kinds of blessings that can come our way. I mean, that's amazing. And the fact that they're all in brand new condition um, is fantastic because she's never sort of done this. Um, that lady has never done this full time. She's done some Facebook lives and that's about it, but she's never done this full time like I do. So I use my decks a lot. So, um, you know, these are the little blessings that come to us where it gives us that, you know, new lease on life, a bit of a pep in our step. And I feel really, really lucky, you know, um, and I don't really see too many barriers moving forward. There is another one I'll talk about uh, in my next comment, but, um, you know, largely I feel like I sort of work through those barriers and uh, break them down. Yeah, and that's that's what you've got to do. That's exact. And, and this is something that you can do breaking down barriers just in everyday life. Um, <clears throat> and I just, I just, I'm going to go there again back to the shops yesterday because 
apparently what happened at the shops really another thing happened at the shops yesterday it was really quite exciting going to the shops yesterday michelle yeah i should have been there yeah (laughs) so um our thought processes subconsciously affecting our energy and this is where i'm going with the shops again yesterday so we came across some prepackaged peeled sliced potatoes this little thing pre-packaged peeled sliced potatoes and the person i was with yep yep was like said out loud how lazy are we getting these days you know that people Uh, just go and buy their potatoes yeah absolutely absolutely right and and at this point i mean i could have i could have gone down that that path and sort of gone yeah you're right you know what's good it's not hard to wash a potato and peel it and slice Mm. it up and blah 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 but i didn't i stood there and i thought well okay that's a valid point but what about those people who have maybe really bad arthritis and they can't safely Mm. cut up a potato Mm-hmm. You Correct. Know, it's it's actually a really good thing for people like that. Or, you know, um, there are, there are so many different instances. That, well, you think about a single it, mum, Beck. I mean, you think about you know single parents and stuff. Um, and I read for a lot of those ladies and gents, um, single parents. They don't have a lot of time. They're time poor. They're trying to work. They're trying to hold everything together. I mean, that's a big time saver. And imagine that. I mean, they could go to Macca's and buy um, hot chips. You know, they could go and buy burgers and hot chips. Or they could go, well, these potatoes are already peeled and sliced for me. Um, I'm going to take them home and feed the family. You know what I mean? So it's kind of that. It's like fast food. It rules out the need for fast food, I think. And well, yeah, exactly. But the other thing it also does is when you buy potatoes, you buy you can buy them loosely, mm. which ends up costing you more as well. But yeah. generally, they come in big, like two or three kilo bags. Yeah. And there are some people out there who don't have. I mean, myself, I have a large family. Um, we'll use a bag of potatoes to make mashed potato. Yeah. For dinner. Yeah. You know, because they're not that big they're not as big as they used to be but we use a bag of potatoes to do that but there are a lot of people out there who are couples or they are single people um who don't need to have that extra stuff sitting in the cupboard going to waste because they don't get to it fast enough yeah um so and this is this is where i was sort of going with our thought processes and subconsciously affecting you know at that point i could have just gone on that that whole run of yeah that's lazy the youth today and just taking this this stream and, and what have you but it's it's I didn't do that I actually stopped and thought well the positive aspect of that is people with us really bad arthritis or people who mm. you know um, don't have the capacity like the physical capacity to use knives and still want to cook for themselves that's it um, all those sorts of things so so this is what we're talking about and this is just sort of like a, a very fine example of how your throat thought processes can affect you because if I had have gone into that whole negative downstream energy with that thought process, um, it would have created more of that mm-hmm. energy coming into my my field and Correct. that's really not what we want to do. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that a lot of the time people who say comments like that, they're hoping someone's going to go down that path with them. You know, that's my honest feeling is that they're not, it's like the smoker, the smokers don't like to smoke on their own. And I know um, you've smoked as well. I'm not saying anything about smoking, but it's like a lot of the time we don't like to do anything on our own. We like to have someone with us. But in that respect, um, you know, it is like a real, downer of an energy and it's like um people who feel that you know way um that i want to feel that on their own it's like who else can i sort of bring in here with me exactly exactly but then the other thing too that goes with that is our words reflect um how we are present like where we are presently as well correct so um, a lot of the time, if you hear yourself, so, so I'll, I'll just take an example there. This person um, who said this um, actually has, not through any fault of their own, but taken some time off work. 
So work's been a little bit slow, taken some time off work and has been sitting at home feeling, feeling lazy. Ah, yeah. Wanting to get stuff done. So this, these words coming out of this person's mouth. Yeah, reflects that. How things are getting so lazy and what have you reflects the energy that they were in. So that gave us to sort of look at that in that instance as well which is a positive from that rather than you know may not necessarily and and a lot of people do a lot of people do they will Mm. you know take the victim mentality and run with that but it could also be there's a reason behind that um and and I feel I, I personally feel that in this situation it was just sort of a reflection of how their last couple of days few days had been because Mm. they were feeling lazy and this is the word that came out so it's very Mm. interesting isn't it really people say very yeah exactly yeah people say really um what they need we're feeling yeah this is what we're feeling these are the words exactly yeah exactly yeah yeah i just that's a really good example on the um breaking down barriers i mean the example of breaking down barriers or the definition of that is actually to improve, and this is exactly what you were just talking about, to improve understanding and communication between people who have different opinions. And that's what that's all we're trying to do here because the thing is, and that's a definition provided by the Cambridge um, Dictionary, but the thing is, Beck, we're never going to change that person's opinion, and this is what we need to remember, is you're not going to go into that shop and, like, make that person think differently directly by going, well, you're completely wrong, and this is this, and whatever, whatever, and that's going to engage in an argument. We're going to end up in conflict. So um, I remember mentioning to you a while ago when I had that incident in the car park where I was sort of edging out and the woman came in and beeped the hell out of me and um, I ended up parking right next to her and um, she got out and she was like, you know, glaring at me ready for a fight. And I jumped out. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm just really sorry. Just wanted to let you know, you know, I wasn't going to drive out. I just, you know, parked in the wrong place and I had a lady talking to me and whatever else. And I said, I, um, you know, just didn't mean to scare you. And she was like, oh. And it completely changed her opinion. I could have jumped out and gone this and that and rah, 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 da, 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 at her level, but I got out and I apologized. And I said, I'm genuinely sorry. I didn't mean to frighten you. And she said, oh, that's okay. You know, my husband tells me I beat uh, people for too long and she really does. Um, and I was like, oh, great. You know, have a great day. And she smiled at me and was like, oh, yeah, have a great day. See you. And it totally changed the energy. And I could have tried to convince her I was right. I could have tried to convince her of yep. anything. Um, and I didn't, and that's how we break down barriers. So we don't sink to the level, I guess, of the other person and where they're coming from is really the message today. Uh, we try to keep the vibration higher. And, you know, maybe they're going to get away from that experience with you in the supermarket, Beck, and me in the car park with that lady. Maybe they're going to come away from that and think differently next time. Maybe they're going to think more carefully about what they say to other people and how they engage with other people. And their words, you know, words are very, very powerful. So everything, as Beck said, you know, everything you're putting out there about laziness and all of this stuff, is it a reflection of you? Is it reflecting what you actually need to do yourself, the work you need to do yourself? And I think that's um, that's where we're headed with this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, And I just trying to, sorry, I was just putting in the little notes there. (laughs) A good start, I find, is... um, Stepping away from others, which gives you an opportunity to honour your own personal space and gain perspective. Yeah. Okay. So this is about, you know, seeing the truth in in our situations and accepting our vulnerabilities and giving yourself strength and power through that. So if you spend time really breaking down the thought processes in, you know, step away, honour your own personal space, gain that perspective break down those thought processes that you have um, and and around situations with the intention to move forward, the thought processes I'm referring to here are the, you know, the negative aspects, obviously. Um, and you can do this actually with the positive ones too, to help sort of build momentum on that too. But we're going, we're going the other, the other end of the stick here. Yeah. The use and abuse of our words on, that unconsciously influence our day-to-day happenings. Okay, so life is going to come at us and we actually need that. It's part of our guidance system. So something happens and we react with our thoughts, our words, our emotions, which is completely natural. And it's like you were just sort of saying, Michelle, however, it's how we use those thoughts and words and emotions 
yeah at the time so do you have that sort of immediate reaction and you just react or do you take a moment to stop and maybe look at the cup as as being half full yeah that's it yeah. it's up to you yeah. isn't it Which is, you've got to make a choice completely up to you that's up to us up to you up to everyone but um the cup being half full is an interesting thing it's, it's there's it's a bit of a a um discussion michelle around that in our house at the moment in what way because well sitting there having dinner and one of the kids have looked at it and gone well is that cup half full or half empty ah. one of the other ones came up and said well it's completely full what? Yeah. How? Yeah. Completely. How? Well, half of it's liquid and the rest of it's air. It's still full. Oh, how clever. How clever was that? <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Makes you sort of sit back and contemplate, doesn't it? Yeah, it really there's, there's does. I've got a real science can... mind. I don't think that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just like, okay, problem solved. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Um, I was just going to mention here my platform because it's uh, quite terrifying. You know, I've been rabbiting on about platform for ages and getting asked to do things and I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do it. Oh, my God, I'm terrified of this. Um, and I have mentioned fear already. It can be a massive barrier, but it is, again, not a physical barrier. It's only a mental barrier. Um, now, I'm actually doing platform mediumship tomorrow in Brisbane. I'm going to a church in uh, Spring Hill in Brizzy. And I'm actually going to get up there and do it. So I don't know what's going to happen. I may self-implode. But it was funny, Beck, because I was thinking about this um, the other week. And yeah, Michelle. I could self-combust. You may not see me again. I may be a little ball of flames. I may turn into a phoenix, though, which would be great. Um, a little pile of ashes and, you know, all of that and rising from the ashes. But um, How does a light worker with all your talent self-combust, really? <laughs> Rebecca, have a think about it, hon. If I told you tomorrow that you're going to go out and stand in front of an audience and do mediumship, how would you feel? How would you feel? I would be nervous. I would yeah, be nervous. oh, she'd be nervous. Oh, come off it, mate. Come off. But I would be terribly <laughs> nervous. I, I would. There is no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, I would probably be sweating. I would probably need a few jelly beans to keep my sugar levels up. Madam Definitely. Don't worry about that. Definitely. But what is that telling you? What are those feelings telling you? Oh, it's probably adrenaline, I guess. Yeah. Because nervous energy and, creates adrenaline. And but it is fight or flight too. I could run out the door. So, you, you know. Could. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. I stand there and yeah. do it or I run out the door. Bye. <laughs> like Homer Simpson, bang, the door goes shut. I think you will be amazing. I yeah, well, I'm not performing. I want to hear all about I don't, it. Yeah, well, um, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know what we do, but I think we learn some stuff, and then maybe we get to practice. And I've got some evident, evidential mediumship uh, happening afterwards. So there's actually some evidential mediums uh, jumping up on stage after which would be really cool. So um, I might stay around and uh, have a look at those guys because I think, you know, for me, I just need to learn the steps. Like people have said to me, just get on stage. And I'm like, no, because I think there's some steps, you know what I mean? Um, and I don't want to get up there and try and wing it. So I'm like, if I can learn from other people and watch what they do and educate myself, I feel a lot more confident, you know, and empowered by doing that as opposed to wing it. That's not my thing, especially with platform because you don't want to be standing there and you got the crickets in the background and you're like waiting <laughs> for something to happen, um, that's not ideal. So um, I'm actually going to get out there and do it. And you know what's terrifying as well, Beck? I was meant to have my client who does transmediumship. Um, she was meant to be going with me. So we were, you know, two sisters. We're forming this sisterhood. We're going together. We're going to back each other. She's not coming. And I felt it. Oh, I actually not. felt it. I felt the energy. And um, she's quite unwell, so it's not by her own doing. She's quite unwell. She's actually in hospital. but um, And she's been unwell for quite a while. Ever since, we ever since we talked about doing platform and we booked this in, she's been really sick since then. So she was doing sort of weekly mentorship and trying to do a lot of mediumship and practice. And she's practically had to cancel most of her sessions. I think she's only done maybe two sessions with me since we started deciding to do platform. Um, she's been really unwell. 
So, you know, is that fear? I don't know. I mean, she all of a sudden, no worries, no worries. And then all of a sudden she's just been completely um, sick. Like she's had viruses. She's had all these different things hit her. Um, and she hasn't been able to do anything, no practice, and she can't come this weekend with me, so I'm going on my own. So I did have an opportunity to not do it. I did have an opportunity to not go ahead with it because I'm like, well, I'm not accountable anymore. She's not going. She she won't know. Um, the people who are there <laughs> won't know. You know, the people who are there won't know yep. if I don't show up. Yep. Um, so I'm not accountable. I, I'm not accountable to anyone. But I really had a feel into it, and this is this is what I do, and this is what Beck does a lot as well. I really had a feel into it, and I felt my energy there. I felt my energy there. So I'll go and get my new car, and then I'll um, drive over to Spring Hill and um, and actually do it. So, you know, everything happens for a reason. Maybe there was a reason she wasn't meant to be there at the same time, and um, I'm going to do it. You know. How cool the is that? How cool is that? You're you're getting your new car, yeah, to drive to a new experience, yeah, new moon, yeah, new moon, mm-hmm. new energy, mm. yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, pretty amazing. It's all all in one week. <laughs> Everything's happening this week, Rebecca. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, really See, Rebecca knows. If I was saying to you, Beck, if I was like, I'm coming down to Canberra, mate, and we're going to do a joint platform leadership on stage, you would be packing it. I know it. I know it. But you're only happy because it's me, not you. That's it. That's what I want to say. I'm just so proud of you. I am so proud of you. And I know, I know, we had similar discussions around um, mentoring. Yeah. Correct. I know we had, I know you've got, like, I just know from the depths of myself that you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you. And I was going to say what I was. Which is why you didn't cancel it. No. And what I was going to say was I um, was really thinking hard about this and I was at the coffee shop, um, a really great little grocer sort of store uh, where they do um, a lot of alternative sort of food and stuff like that. And um, I was there and I was like, oh, this is so great. And. Um, this guy just starts talking to me and he had Tesla. He had a Tesla necklace. And I think they sort of look for the Tesla necklace before they start talking to random people. I think, I don't know whether he did or didn't, but, um, anyway, he was sort of looking at my necklace and, um, and sort of strike up this conversation. And it turns out Beck, he said that he actually went to this, um, event himself. He went to this event and, um, he was like, um, it was a spring, uh, it wasn't Spring Hill, it was on the Sunshine Coast, but he went to this church and they said, oh, look, our uh, normal medium that normally stands up and does platform uh, is unwell. Does anyone else want to get up? And he put his hand up and he had recently um, split from his partner, like his wife, um, you know, he was going through a lot and he's like, what have I got my hand up for? And he wasn't doing mediumship for a living. He wasn't doing anything like that. He's got a regular job, but his hand went up and they went, oh, you? And he went, yeah. And they stood up and he said, Michelle, I don't know what happened, but it felt like, and he doesn't know anything about me. He's telling me this story, not knowing anything about what I'm planning to do. And he said, I stood up and he said, I felt like I was filled with like some kind of like angelic light or energy or something. And he said, something took over me, spirit took over me. And I just started doing the thing. And he said, I started reading for all these people I'd never met before. Everything was happening. Spirit was there. They're coming through. It was all accurate. La la la. And he said, it was the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. And people were like applauding. And he's like, I have no idea what happened. He said, I went from there, this regular person sitting in the chair, something put my hand up. I don't know what happened. He was like, what on earth is happening here? Like it was like his arm had its own (laughs) mind. And as soon as he stood up, he said it literally, the energy just overcame me and I was off and racing. And he said it was the most amazing thing. And I'm sitting there going, oh, I'm really meant to be hearing this, really meant to be hearing this. So I'm just praying. I'm praying to everything that like I'm going to stand up and the same same thing happens. And who knows, maybe I'll grow like (laughs) turn into like a little rocket ship and be like around the room. I don't know. Um, I just, I'm just hoping that the same thing, <laughs> the same thing happens. Um, and, uh, yeah. And they're all like, wow, that's amazing. Um, uh, and I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> holy crap. So funny. Yeah. Is, so nothing like a spiritual kick up the backside, huh? Hell yeah. I know. Isn't it? The timing, <laughs> hey, the timing. Oh, funny. Dear. Look, we use a lot of affirmations. I like affirmations. Um, but then I did, cause I was, when we were doing, uh, Facebook lives, Michelle, you remember that I was throwing out affirmations 
chair. Yes, I love your drawings. Yeah. Affirmation card. Um, to, to with part of my reading, and and I and if I forgot, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I forgot to do an affirmation card for the so I would I would pull one out. That's yeah. right. But the thing with affirmation cards, and you know, a lot of people you know, have these courage posters on their walls and they have this and they have that, which is all well and good. Um, and they can be very helpful, but you need to be in the right headspace to for that. Yeah, you sure You need do. to be in the receiving for that. So if you're feeling in a lower vibration and not feeling the flow, affirmations can feel sort of like a barrier. Yeah, that's true. Okay, but this is something positive mm. that, that can feel that way. Um, so if you find, and, and, it, and it's interesting because if you find that you're out and about and somebody says, you know, you know, you, you are worthy and you're like, huh, What a joke. I, 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 yeah, I don't know about that, you know. Maybe it's time to sit down and do some work, do some self-work, do some self-healing. Mm. Um, sit down write it out write down the things okay um, I am worthy write down I am worthy write down how you feel about it well this sort of made me feel a bit like it was not true or I felt anxiety around this I felt this I felt that okay and then write down underneath that I am very good at my job or I am able to do my job without any issues well that's that's pretty worthy of being in that job if you can do that job and you know what you're doing and you know what you have to do then that's good um I am good at speaking to people okay um well then write these things down all yeah, these things that you can slowly work on you know your your little feelings like different things um I went and did some groceries yesterday for the family. Okay, big deal. Everybody does groceries. But do you know what? That actually makes me a caring and thoughtful person because yep. not only am I doing groceries, I'm considering different people's diets. I'm considering, mm -hmm. you know, maybe a special treat for that person. Um, all these different things that are going. I might even help somebody at the at the grocery store. All these little things mm. that make up these bigger tasks are things we do that are, you know, breaking our self-worth comes into that. Yeah. yeah, and breaking down barriers. So, you know, look at those different things. Mm. Just break it or step, baby steps, baby yeah. steps. It's such a good point, Beck, yeah. because the number of people like that just – react when you say to them oh my gosh you know you're so beautiful you look so great and a good example is Jane when Jane was over today um who we were talking about earlier um who got the cards in a bowl she um walked in and Beck said gosh Jane you're looking really well and she went yeah she went yeah I yeah. am she, she said I'm doing it. swimming I'm doing exercise like she totally owned it. And that's the first thing I look for when someone walks in my door and I give them a compliment or something because it is genuine. It's not every customer that comes in I compliment. Um, but if I feel to, I will. And um, if they can accept that, I feel very happy about that. If they don't, I'm like, okay, there's some work to be done here, you know? Yeah. And this is, you know, I want you to think about it from this perspective too because the lady that came to me for a reading who had had apparently very bad readings prior and she was very... Um, made that very clear to me. So it made me very nervous as well. And I'm sure that she probably did that to the other people she had readings with and made them very nervous. And I I'd really tried hard, yeah, to put it out of my mind. But I remember going down that driveway because I was saying goodbye to Jackie, who's a yoga instructor, high vibrational light worker. So I'm like, bye. And then I see this lady standing in my driveway and I'm like, look at you with your beautiful outfit and it's so colorful. And look at your pretty earrings. And I'm like singing songs to this lady. And she was just <laughs> glaring. She was drilling to her little eyes were like drilling holes through me like this. And I'm like, Woo! you know, and she's just looking at me, right? And I kind of went, hmm, okay, that's a bit funny. And then we came and, um, and we did the reading. But what I want to say to people, I guess, you know, potentially who are listening, who may be that person, she was, I guess, you know, um, had had previously terrible readings, was, you know, either in a bad mood, maybe she had had a bad day. I don't know. But 
you know, someone comes down the driveway like that to you and they're like, you know, obviously in a fabulous mood, you know, really trying to make everyone feel fantastic about themselves and the whole thing. Think about your energy and think about your attitude because literally everything I was saying and doing and everything was just bouncing off this woman. And it took a really long time to get a connection. Once we got a connection, we're off and racing. But let me tell you, it was bloody hard work. And yeah. it shouldn't be that hard. For, for us, people who do this work for a living, it shouldn't be that hard, Rebecca. If you come in and you're like, oh, I'm so ready for this. I love you, Michelle. Or, you know, let's get this thing happening or whatever. Um, it's bloody easy for both of us. You want to make everything harder for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, we, don't, we want to make people smile rather than, you know, trying to bring everyone down like that. And that was such a, oh, <laughs> such a downer. Um, but yeah, afterwards, I, love, I love that you just let that go prior to what you're going to do tomorrow. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that ended up really well. I mean, she rebooked. It was no problem. Yeah. She rebooked. Um, I love exactly. the skeptics. Yeah. But it was more the yeah. point I'm making is, um, you know, that it, you can make things easier on yourself. You know, like she was making That's things right. way harder for herself. She's like, I've had all these awful readings and la, la, la. But that was her energy. I was like, no wonder, no wonder. So that's another thing for you and I, Becca and I, to have to break through, to get through to this human who's sitting on the other side of the desk. And the only way that I managed to get through it was, I mean, she had a wall and a half uh, built up around her. But yeah. as soon as I got through it, she was emotional. And when I break through it, that's yeah. when the emotion comes, you know? So that's, that's um, right. super important. I had a lady here uh, uh, for Reiki and um, her little dog was around my legs and I described the dog and everything and could feel around my legs. And I said to her, because Sissy wouldn't stop hanging around her too. And um, Sissy was sitting at her feet and I said, your little one's here. Um, it's a little sort of a smaller, but it's like a gold sort of um, light, very, very, very light brown. And um, it was a little poodle and uh, a mini. And um, as soon as I mentioned it, she lost it because as soon as I felt the dog, I wanted to cry. I was like, oh my God, something terrible's happened here. And I was really emotional. And I brought it up, you know, just after her attunement and she broke down and um, she said that her mum actually ran her dog over. So it was only seven because it wasn't very old and her mum backed over it in the driveway not good. So yeah. And so I was hanging around my legs and I didn't know that was a story, but as soon as I noticed the dog, I was really upset. So um, we had a really good conversation, but I mean, again, I said, I didn't know that about you because I've read for her before and um, the dog hadn't come through. And she said, oh, I'm very protective of my energy, Michelle. And she said, I never would have given you anything like around that. Some people come in and they talk about, you know, dogs or whatever. Um, And she said, I never, I just can't even talk about it. And so it took for her to do Reiki with me um, for her to actually, for that little dog to come through, um, which is amazing. So, you know, maybe that's a barrier for her as well. You know, we had a really good conversation about it. I talked to her about her dog and what, what it wanted and what it needed and everything else. And, um, you know, that was another layer, I guess, um, for her, um, as well. Now, Beck, there are a few ways to be comfortable, um, in your mission to break down barriers and, uh, and not accept these limitations because that's all it is. So, and this kind of comes back a little bit to the Reiki principles, but the first one is unite people and find commonalities. So that's what I was just saying, you know, in my groups, I'm like, you know what, Um, it's all about the light in me. Um, I see the light in you, the light in me sees the light in you or whatever that is. Um, Namaste. Um, It's all about we're the same. We're made for the same stuff. Uh, We all bleed. We're all the same. So trying to find the commonality rather than the differences. And this is where back at the shop, you know, back in different circumstances out with public, where we kind of go, okay, what have we got in common here? You know, and this is where we could end wars, honestly, because in a war, you're only looking at what you don't have in common. Yeah. So what do we have in common? And that's where we unite. That's where we really unite. And I think that's super important. Um, learn to win, accept a loss. You know, I say this to a lot of children. I'm like, get into a team sport. Get into something where you're playing with other kids. Get used to losing because not everything is yes, mate. And there's too many entitled young people or adults walking around now, Beck, um, and I read for a lot of their mums, and the mums are like cut off from the family, don't have any contact with the kids because they'd said yes all their lives and all of a sudden they said no and the kid's gone, right, well, I'm 18 now, see ya, and off they went. I never yep. saw them again, don't see the grandkids and stuff like that. Super common. So you need to make sure that your young people in your life have heard no, they have learned to lose and be gracious in losing. You know, there's a certain graciousness in losing. 
you know, and not winning every time. So I think I think that's a really important lesson to learn in breaking down these barriers um, or limitations. Um, because some people, they lose and they go, nah, like I've got a girlfriend who wanted to be an actress and she got a couple of rejections and she was like, can't do it. She did really well at uni, did a whole degree, you know, great, um, did some performances, did a couple of TV appearances and got a couple of rejections and she was like, nah, not for me. You know, and that's her decision and that's okay. But we've got to be okay getting no's. You know, if you want to succeed in that industry, I'm sure Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and all those other famous people um, would have had plenty of no's, you know, before they had their big breakthroughs. Yeah. So empower yourself and those around you. Now, this is what we're sort of, our our business is really this, you know, Um, getting people to take their power back, getting them to have big realizations. One of the biggest ways to take your power back is to have a big awakening, you know, kind of putting the finger on that one thing. Oh my God, that's what's holding me back. Um, it was that one thing from childhood I needed to heal. It was that one thing from my teacher that the teacher said I couldn't read or I wasn't smart enough or whatever it is. It's like having the awareness, putting the awareness on that one thing. And generally it is. I mean, I'm you know saying one, but there might be a few things, but there's generally one big thing, one big thing that we've sort of, you know, had in our life where it's really set us back. And that's what we need to actually overcome to be able to move forward. So that's empowering. And that is putting the awareness there. And honest to God, a lot of that happens, I guess, in the reading sense, but also on the table. You know, a lot of awakenings happen on the table uh, or through attunements, you know, doing Reiki attunements and things like that as well. Um, so we want to have that awakening um, and really take our power back. Um, and for others, you know, that's that's our job is to empower others as well. Uh, focus on listening. A lot of the time we're listening to our own dialogue. We're not listening to other people. We're hearing what's in our head. I had a lady the other day who was talking about um, her relationship and she was like, um, you know, that it's not listening and we're not communicating and it's not happening and so on and so forth. And I said, so have you tried the um, talking stick? And she said, what's that? And I said, well, one of you has a stick, you know, a wooden spoon or whatever. Um, and, and you, you say the your other piece person when they're not listening. Over the head, correct. Um, so <laughs> you say your piece, Rebecca's telling a fib. Um, you say your piece and then you hand the talking <laughs> stick to the other person. And this is an Indigenous thing. Aboriginal people would have a talking stick. They did. So you hand the stick to the other person and the other person then has to repeat back some of what you've said because a lot of the time people are thinking ahead, oh, this is my response, I can't believe you said that, this is how I'm going to reply, so on and so forth. But when you hand the stick over, they have to repeat back what they've heard. So it means they're actually focusing on listening to you rather than constantly formulating an answer because if you think about arguments, a lot of the time it is that the other person is just coming back with retorts, coming back with retorts, coming back with retorts. Mm -hmm. And you're just going, you haven't even heard what I've said, Mm -hmm. you know? So listening is a really important thing. So I suggested this to this lady. I know many people who've picked this up and and run with it and it's changed their life. They're like, oh my God, this is like amazing. You know, they've actually heard me for the first time ever. And how many relationships potentially have ended because people didn't do something simple like that. You know what I mean? Um, so listening, really important tool. And that obviously Beck knows plays into your clear audience as well. So if you've got really good listening ears, um, you'll be probably clear audience, um, and able to hear spirit or hear the frequency shifts, um, ringing and going deaf and et cetera, et cetera. Um, the final recommendation I want to make for, uh, the listener at home or in the car is live in the moment and plan for what's next. So this gets back to Rebecca's, um, mention of the book, um, Eckhart Tolle, um, A New Earth. And um, what that talks about is actually focusing on the present more because a lot of us, as I said just earlier, are actually really in the future or really in the past, you know, thinking about, oh, this happened, I remember this thing happened and rah, 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 and all in the past and rah, rah, rah. Um, and then, you know, what's, what's you know, our relationship going to look like moving forward and all of this stuff, whereas really we're present and we're looking ahead, you know, making goals, setting goals, manifesting putting the things in place we want to do, absolutely. Um, but when we live in the moment, there's no fear. There's no stress and worry because we're just in the present. What's there to be fearful of? We're literally in the moment. There's nothing to be afraid of. It's only when we get too far ahead or too far in the past where we're like, oh, the unknown. What does that look like? You know, what's going to happen? And that's when people come into us and they want guarantees. And I said this to someone else the other day. I was like, if I could sit here and outline your life minute by minute for the rest of your life until you die, you know, and then talk about that, um, what would that be like for you, do you think? And they're like, oh, because a lot of people come in and they're like, my future, I want to know about my future, I want to know about my future. A lot of people say that. 
But do you really? You know, do you really? I mean, we can sit there and talk about, oh, this great holiday you've got planned, you know, all of these things. But if we were able to outline minute by minute your life, what's there, what's there to look forward to? You know, what's there to, you know, the nice surprises that come out of the blue and you kind of go, oh, that's so unexpected and I loved that. I didn't expect that. Life is to be lived and we have to make a lot of decisions. Every moment is a decision. Every moment we're making decisions all the time. And we have free will as a human. So when people are a bit disappointed and they walk away from a reading and go, well, you know, she didn't tell me my entire future, um, you know, that's because some of this is meant to be dreamed up by yourself and it can change in every every moment. That's a thing. You know, you had done a different path. It's sliding doors. You had done a different path and it's a different outcome. You know, yes, we can give you a peek into. Yes, we can give you some idea around that person coming into your life, et cetera. Um, but do you want a minute by minute breakdown of your life? Not me. I don't want that. I well, want to live my life. Too. And, and sometimes like it, it's very relevant because it's Esther Hicks, the way mm. she started out. Mm. Okay. The way she started out, she had no idea what was going to come of where she you was. Wouldn't do she it. had been to see, she had been to see, um, you know, she had been to see someone and like a reader and and it was yeah like a reader and and it was just you know a bit of fun and a bit of interest and a bit of this and that she was kind of just guided there it wasn't anything serious at the time um and you know she started just by doing the meditation every day just meditating Mm. every day and she did that not because she you know was going to be giving out all this amazing insightful information to people not because she was going to run these workshops not because she was going to be doing these platforms not because she was going to be doing any of that she did that and she spent the time doing that meditation every day because it felt good yeah it felt good and and she said several times if she had of Abraham um, Abraham has said Abraham Hicks has said if Esther knew what she would be doing, if we had have said or she knew, somebody mm. if somebody had have said to her at the that point, of it. you're going to be on stage, you're going to be travelling, you're going to be doing this and this and this and this, she would have gone, yeah, no. Nah. No. Nah. Nah, not interested. Nah. Yeah, not interested. Correct. Sometimes things have to follow, like just sort of, again, play baby out. steps. They've got to play out. You've, yep. got to, you've got the choices. You can... You can do this, you can do that, you can do this, you can do that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, and another thing that comes from the Abraham Hicks teachings there is, and, and just something for everyone to take away with, is a belief is just a thought you keep thinking. Yeah, I love that. It's one of my favorite yeah. sayings. If you yeah. believe you've got barriers around something, well, what are the thought processes yeah. that you keep thinking around that? Mm. Yeah, it's excellent. Because it is, it's perceived, as we said, it's all in the mind. You know, once we realise that, we are humans, we are souls living in human existence, and once we realise there's no actual barrier, there's no actual barrier, and that's empowering, and that's when we step into what we're meant to be doing, 100%. And that was um, a a really good point. Yeah, and a lot of the work, like you said, Michelle, is, you know, what beliefs were bestowed upon us as we were growing up. Mm, what did 100%. we physically interpret with our physical senses when we were growing up Yeah, in the house? Yeah. And you think about the number of times those old sayings come into your head and they're all the ones that we say we're never going to say to our kids and we do. But you think about the number of times those old sayings come into your head and when you're consciously living, when you're living consciously and you're thinking about what you're actually, or when you're aware of what you're thinking about is probably a better way to say that then you actually realize how damaging some of those words can be. Words, you know, they stay with us. We don't forget them. They stay in our subconscious. And a lot of the time those thoughts come up and you kind of go, where did that originate? Where did that actually come from? I don't think that was my thought originally. That was from someone else. And when you sort of think about that or feel into that consciously and remember that, that's when we're able to have those moments where we can actually let go of it and go, that's not actually my belief. That's not my belief. It's not part of my you know morals values and belief systems it's not that's right and it takes yeah. time it does take time it's not like you know you will absolutely do your own head in if you sit there and you think about every word you say and what have you just pick oh, 100 percent. 
okay just pick one and run with that for a couple of days yeah you know yeah you know a thought that you have pick that one run with that work through that and then the next one and then the next one it's not like you know you've got to sort of be on high alert 24 7 as to what you're thinking and and speaking and and and, mm. and what have you yeah. yeah yeah and I think Beck made a really good example there with Esther because um had she known what was in um store for her and even John Edwards or any of those people who've uh, really oh, made yeah. it big um I think it would be the same thing and I remember the first time I heard um, the name Esther Hicks was from a medium and um, she's deceased now. She uh, was amazing, amazing medium. She talked a lot about me being a publisher and stuff like that. And she was the one that said to me, Michelle, you're going to do um, what Esther Hicks does. So look her up. And um, that was the first time I came across Esther Hicks. And whether she meant from that, whether she meant that I was going to be kind of a channel um, or, you know, trans medium or something like that. Uh, when, you know, that client I was talking about who was meant to come to this platform mediumship with me tomorrow, she showed up and um, and I thought about that moment because she's a trans medium. So she actually brings the energies into her body and, you know, channels and mm. all of that. So I was sort of, you know, I've asked her to teach me um, that and, and whether that's kind of the next step and all of this is sort of very serendipitous um, and the fact that she can't come with me tomorrow it does show me again that I always do things on my own. I always send, seem to have to go out on my own and do things and it's never relying on anyone else. And I've always found that in my life, but um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what you meant about the Esther kind of reference, but I hadn't heard of Esther before that. That was the first time I'd heard of her um, when she mentioned that I'd be doing that work. So um, I guess we'll have to wait and see, um, but I'm excited about it. And um, you know, I don't feel as apprehensive as I thought I would. And that's yeah. uh, really honestly the truth. Um, yeah. So that was a really great episode, Beck. Um, I've actually got um, just having a look at next fortnight and uh, we've got one here to intervene or not to intervene, which is very Shakespearean. Um, yeah. But this kind of carries on well from what we were just talking about. And again, it's sort of that um, raising the vibration conversation where we're like, well, you know, do I get involved in this and would it have a good outcome or a worse outcome if I got involved in this and uh, engaging, you know, with others and things like that. So we're going to get into that in the next fortnight because I think that that's, um, you know, carrying on well from this particular episode that we've just done today. And um, so I look forward very much to that. And we have actually got um, a Vortex episode coming up as well, um, which is actually getting into Esther Hicks and all of that. Um, so that'll be really exciting as well. Yay. Yeah. Um, I think we put that in a little while ago. So, um, yeah, that'll be really good to get into. The old um, Esther Hicks Vortex, if people haven't heard about the Vortex, we're going to be getting into uh, into that. I actually used to have the Vortex book and I uh, gave it to someone and I don't have it anymore, which is a bit disappointing. But, um, yeah, it's a really good book. The Beck has read. You read it? Have you finished it? I'm reading it. I'm reading it. You're reading I'm it. reading okay. it. Yeah. I'm reading it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's not a huge book and it's very doable, but um, yeah, we'll have a chat about that. Hopefully if you read it in time for that episode, um, that'd be really good for us to have to have a little convo about, maybe do a book review. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be very cool. All right, Beck. Very, Thank you very so cool. much. Great episode. Great episode. Thank you, Michelle. It's love to you and to everyone listening.